I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age Podcast, where we talk about our opinions and interests. Welcome to episode nine. We're going to be having our second book chat about Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. So I did not read the book first. There's there's actually I have a weird story to do with Good Omens. That's not actually a story. It's just something I find personally funny. Um, <laughs> that is, I was given Good Omens as a present from my uncle for my birthday and I was very confused and did not know what it was at the time so I got rid of it and (laughs) really yeah (laughs) why'd you get rid of it I thought it was like actually about Armageddon like I thought it was darker (laughs) than it was and I was I was like oh my gosh this is not gonna be fun to read it's gonna be thick and like no so I got rid of it and then of course the miniseries came out, and then I got hooked. <laughs> so I watched the entire thing, and then I started reading the book, which was confusing, and I also was watching it at the same time, so I kept getting it mixed up, and I didn't actually process the entire book. So I've read it again in preparation for this. <laughs> nice. I didn't yeah. know there was a TV series. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh, it, no. It's why it's all the hotness right now. Come on. It has David Tennant in it. I have no clue who that is. Oh, Kyler. Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. Do you know how much you would enjoy watching Doctor Who? So little, but I I would enjoy watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So little. Oh. It seems like something you would enjoy. Plus they have a bunch of books, so you can lead into watching it by reading the books. So, let me. The minute we get out of quarantine, you're coming to my house and making me watch this? Yes, but I'll play a bunch of Mario games in the background (laughs) so that we're even. (sighs) That's fair. I'll probably just watch you play Mario, but okay. (laughs) No, it's important. Doctor Who plots are so convoluted. Anyway, David Tennant. Isn't it scary? (laughs) Doctor Who. I mean, some select episodes... (laughs) Huh. Uh, weeping angels, man. But yes, there there is a TV series which, if you enjoyed this, I may make you watch. But what did you think of this while you were reading it recently? I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I really, really like Neil Gaiman's writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. Um, I don't know. It wasn't like my favorite book of all time, but I thought it was a pretty good book. Awesome. What about you? I think I I really enjoyed it. Uh, It's weird having watched it first because they added in a bunch of stuff that I personally enjoyed and that sticks in my head. So when I get to a part in the book where I'm like, ah, so this should happen next and it doesn't, I'm like, where did it go? It vanished into the Netherlands. I really enjoyed it anyway. I, I really enjoyed the series, so I was kind of set up for already enjoyment. I... Didn't like some of the characters specifically, not because they were written badly, but because I really didn't like their personalities. <laughs> Which ones? I I really... So from the first time I read the book, I really didn't like Adam all that much. 
I thought he was kind of pompous and, you know, a typical 11-year-old boy, I guess. I mean, I wasn't that pleasant when I was 11, I'm sure, but it was just, like, annoying and he was... Ah. But uh, he he improved on me. I just kind of... He leaves me... mm, He leaves me feeling a little bad about being a child. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's fair. I didn't have, I guess I didn't have as much of a problem with him. Um, I mean, he wasn't my favorite character, but I agree he was very typical in the sense of, like, what, like, how he acted. He was, like, a typical child. Right. But, um, I don't know. I didn't feel like I had that many problems with him. Yeah. I guess he just kind of, like, the way he speaks and stuff just kind of annoyed me, but... Yeah, it's probably fair. just because I don't like children. <laughs> Nor do I. So you know. Yep. Gotta give. Don't like that. children's squad. <laughs> yeah. Babysitting was never gonna be something I went into. <laughs> yeah, no. I volunteered like teaching children though. I don't know how I did that. Huh. I just. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not a huge fan of children either. So. What was your favorite character? Uh, I don't know if I had, uh, there are so many good ones. I don't know. Other than Adam, I kind of liked them all. Mm. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I liked a lot of them. Did you have a specific favorite? I don't know. They're all represented so interestingly and, like, in such a funny way. I do enjoy all of them. I have a special soft spot of my heart for uh zero film <laughs> just because yeah. i aspire to be well manicured with my really old books <laughs> yeah that was that was a solid portion of the book <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I quite like that yeah i might also have a tendency to lean that way partly because i am a rule follower so <laughs> as well uh yeah yeah, I really did enjoy it. I, uh, As you said, I loved Neil Gaiman's humor, and I thought it was really well done. <laughs> yeah, his humor is so funny. Yeah. Have you read any of his other books? I have not, but my mom is a big fan, so I've heard by proxy. Mm, yeah, I'm just, there's this one quote, and it was like, um, it was like, two characters were talking, and one of them was like, are you clinically insane? The other was like, I don't think so. He's like, well, one of us must be. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, go find the book with the quote, but I don't remember where it is. But yeah, it was his humor is such a funny sense of humor. Seriously. It's just slightly dark in the best of ways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or I'm just a fan of like slightly morbid humor. <laughs> This is this is true, which is weird because you're a little bit of a scaredy cat, but a little bit. <laughs> you obviously don't know me well enough. <laughs> I'm a complete scaredy cat, but I act in a haunted house and like morbid humor. One particularly morbid- funny part of the book for me was like the the secondary four horsemen. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, the ones who made up their names. It's great. Yes, that was thoroughly funny. Formerly really cool people. Yeah, yeah. And then they, like, kept changing their names so that it would just be this, like, paragraph of names. Yes. 
which I feel like that would be something I would do. Imagine how fun it would be if you could change your name every single day. I mean, I would totally do it. Change your name by mood. Yeah. <sighs> and everybody would be like, <laughs> you'd have to carry around name tags all the time and then just like <laughs> stack the name tags on top of each other. But yeah, I thought that was another really funny part. I also just really love, like, not to just be a praise of Neil Gaiman session, but I really love Neil Gaiman's, like, reaction to fan base and just endorsement of people. Similarly, like, one of the actors, uh, the one who played Aziraphale in the series, is just super supportive of headcanons and things and reads fanfiction, and it's just amazing. (sighs) (laughs) It satisfies me as a fandom consumer. Yeah, I haven't gotten into that yet, so I guess I can't appreciate it as much. <laughs> the only reason I have a Tumblr is to follow Neil Gaiman, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a good author, fair enough. Yeah, uh, his writing is just so good. And <laughs> this is just going to be us talking about how much we like Neil Gaiman's writing. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, summary... We like Neil Gaiman's writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I have not read anything else by Terry Pratchett, actually. Yeah, nor have I. I was um, looking through, like, to come up with the ideas of things to talk about, like, common book club questions. Mm. And one of them was, like, which, like, parts of this do you think were created by each author and how do you think they work together mm. and I was like oh I really should go read some of the of the um Terry Pratchett's writing mm-hmm. to see if I can because we know like once you know an author's writing you're able to distinguish it so I'm curious yeah it's weird I also feel like just because of the series being uh, entirely Neil because you know Terry is gone uh, so Neil did a lot of like adjustments to it and just seeing the differences between them makes me think like you know some parts were written by him and then he edited them and improved them or whatever yeah that could happen too it's interesting yeah it'd be interesting to go through and read um reread it after and see what if we can spot the differences yeah and, like where we think each of the authors played a role yeah, and we should definitely have something else by both of them on our list at some point. Yeah, I have a lot of Neil Gaiman's writing that I want to read. We need to <laughs> find another book, but that's not yes. that bad. We can find books. We can certainly find books. Okay, so in my researching of questions, I <laughs> found a really interesting one. Was that, like, do you think any of the characters is either good or evil? Why or why not? Oh. Well, not really, honestly. I think kind of the moral of the story is that none of them are. But, I mean, I want to say the four horse people of the apocalypse. But at the same time, they're kind of made by people and not really separate entities. So it doesn't make sense to. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of said the same thing. I didn't think that anyone was evil, in a way, because, like, I mean, kind of, you can't have good without evil. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if everybody were, it just, it doesn't work. You have to have both. 
And so to make anything run in the world, you have to have both. And if one's gone, it doesn't really work without the other one. And so for that reason, I don't think any of them were like evil, evil or really good because they all seem to make mistakes, but they all seem to eventually do something good. So I don't I don't really think either of them were evil or any of them were good. So. Right. I don't know. I mean, but maybe there's like a few exceptions to that rule, though. I mean, I don't. I don't even think death is evil, and that's, like, penultimate. <laughs> yeah. I, it didn't read as evil to me. Like, yeah. You have these characters that read... I mean, maybe they were meant to be evil, but they just didn't read as evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't have a good example of a character who I think is, like, purely evil. I mean, like... Satan's kid was the most human person I've ever met. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I didn't really like him, but he seemed like, you know, a person and not purely, you know, Satan's child. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, Mm. I really didn't think there was like a good or an evil. Just kind of all were people, I guess. Yeah. People can be good and they can be evil. It just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird because even, like, you know, the representatives of heaven and hell that come down near the end. Oh, uh, that seem was Seem like too. actual people who, like, doubt their choices and, like, maybe, you know, the Metatron wants there to be a war. I don't think of that as a particularly good thing to have, you know, as part of your conscience. So it's weird. Yeah, it is really weird. Yeah. Maybe we're just being too nice. <laughs> They're really evil. But yeah. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that kind of theme that they had, which is that everyone is kind of human and doesn't doesn't make sense. Like, one of my favorite quotes from it is... It helps to understand human history to know that m- most big events were caused not by people being fundamentally good or being fundamentally bad by people being fundamentally people. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was a really funny quote because it's just like people will be people. Yeah. They'll do some good things, some bad things. They'll make mistakes. They'll get back up. Like, yeah. And Adam's whole rant at the end is just kind of like a bunch of philosophy mumbo jumbo that I really enjoy. Yeah. It's way too smart for an 11-year-old, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave everybody alone, and they might figure it out for themselves. <laughs> do you think... This is this seems like a weird question, but do you think Heaven or Hell was better? I don't, I don't think either of them were better or worse. They each had their own problems, so yeah. I think, like... It's like comparing... Two things you don't like. Like, if you compare a food you don't like to an activity you don't like <laughs> and ask right. which one's worse, you're like, but they're completely different things. How do I make a decision? Like, I don't, I, they each had their own issues. Like, I don't think any either one of them was fundamentally better or worse than the other. Mm. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, no, I agree. 
I think for some reason, a lot of me is ingrained to think that heaven is worse because it's kind of a dystopia of sorts. Uh, and I'm really used to like being like dystopias suck, you know, like not in a like all dystopian writing is bad, but in a like I'm kind of living in this dystopia and <laughs> it's not very fun. Yeah. Uh, kind of way. So I would like I have this instinctual ah people are trying to make it seem like everything's okay and good and nice when it isn't. Yeah, I hate when people are like you know yeah. trying to move around the truth to spare your feelings. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like just tell me it because then I can get through it faster. Right. So I agree that would be a problem. But at the same time, I'm also a rule follower. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed it being kind of almost written from God's perspective. Oh, yeah, that was funny. I didn't realize that, like, it didn't fully sink in until like a day later. And a day later, I was sitting on the couch <laughs> going, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a very interesting way of doing it. Yeah. It's the best quotes in this one. Yeah, there were some really good quotes. I need to, like, I, like, put sticky notes where I liked the quotes, but I didn't have time to type them out. Mm. So, I don't have my favorite quotes. And then I left the book downstairs by accident, so. And I think my mom's in a meeting. So, you know. <laughs> I will suffer without the good quotes for now. I also really liked the... Like, they're just randomly jumping to other characters, and then you see how they, like, come into the story later. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, you're just like, oh, so we're just switching to this random person who hasn't seemed to have any influence on the story's perspective now? And then it gets explained how they have influence later in the story. Yeah. Dude. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, keeping track of all the strings of the story, man. Yeah, that was an interesting task. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Agnes Nutter. She's one of my favorite characters, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's good. I like her. Uh, such sass. Much wow. I feel like we've covered most of my questions that I found on the interweb. Plots? Like. Oh, yeah, plots. All the, all the strings of the plot going all over the place. Oh. Uh, it was so good. Like, I like when books do that, though. Yeah. It, it makes it really interesting, but it's also yeah. kind of hard to keep track of. It adds a weird, like, layer of mystery. Yeah. Like, you're confused all the time, and then you figure it out. Yeah. It's interesting to read stuff like that, but I feel like I've been reading stuff kind of like that recently. <laughs> I, I recently read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like does the same thing, so... Do you think, in the world of the novel, there's a divine plan? Were the events in the book some part of larger plan, unknown by any other character? Or is there no plan at all? Oh, man. They talk about this, like, right at the end. Um, zero they do. Yeah. Ooh. All part of a larger plan? I don't know. Like, as a writer, I tend to think of like this kind of imaginary god as also a writer who would like to set up a universe in which like all the characters go through angsty times and come out on top but (laughs) 
And, and also as a writer, I respect that I go into writing with no plot, no plot planned out. So like sometimes you just roll the dice and try and figure out what you're going to do with your characters next. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I thought there was, I don't know. I was conflicted. I, I'd like to think that there wasn't. Right. But I, I don't honestly know if there was or wasn't. Who do you relate yeah. to most? Of the Who do I relate to most? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Um, I feel like parts of me relate to all of them. Yeah. But I'm also a complete goody two-shoes, so... And I'm a bookworm. <laughs> yes I like Mary Loquacious yeah that's her I don't know if I relate to her the most but I think she's kind of yeah what I aspire to be she's very smart <laughs> if she ever took a moment to think about it yeah really I don't know I feel like I'm like split between like three characters <laughs> which ones uh, I feel like I'm split between, um, okay, wait, I have to get the names right, because I cannot <laughs> pronounce names. Um, so I'd be split between, I'm blanking. What is her name? Who was the child that, the child who was in the group? Oh, pe- uh, Pepper. Was it Pen- Pepper? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'd be, like, part Pepper because I, like, well, for one, I always hang around guys. Like, I have, like, if we're in a circle, I tend to, like, shy away from the girls because they're talking about stuff that's not interesting. Um, And then, yeah, and very tomboyish, so, you know. And then... I'm a goody two-shoes and bookworms, so a zero fill. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, and then... Um, I feel like I'm also kind of like <laughs> Agnes. Is that weird? <laughs> I feel like I kind of am. No, it's fair. We did start this off by saying like we're 60-year-olds, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got an old lady who knows a bunch of things, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I know nothing of importance, though. It's just, like, random things. <laughs> yes. What do you think of the way it resolved? I don't, uh, part of me liked it. Part of me didn't like it. <laughs> I was conflicted. Um, I kind of felt like a bunch of things played out too well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in books, when, like, the characters keep getting into situations where they're about to die? Yeah. But they never get injured or anything? I kind of yeah. feel like it was something like that. Like, too many little things were balancing little itty-bitty points. <laughs> and then they all just happened to fall the right way. That's true. That kind of bugged me a little bit. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. But yeah, 
I don't know. It it almost bugged me a little bit how that worked so well, like right there, and just kind of went. <sighs> well, you read a bunch of fantasy and dystopia, though. Yeah. And my, <laughs> Everything my favorite goes wrong char- in dystopia. Yeah, and my favorite characters always die, so you know. Bruh. It's become a joke in the house. Actually, you know what else I liked about this book? That my favorite characters didn't die. (laughs) Hey folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is to let you know that next month's book is not going to be a book, but a short story. It is going to be A Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. You know the drill, read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.